Hi guys, this is Watching People Cook, Master Chef Season 10, Episodes 18, which is called Mind-Blowing Food, and 19, Pigging Out. I'm Pepper Proxy. And I'm David, and uh, what a mind-blowing episode. <laughs> I, I, I'm still picking up pieces of my mind. Well, I'm glad that, you, I'm glad that you're okay, though, after yeah. that. There was at least one dish that looked like my mind on a plate, though. <laughs> oh yeah, poor Sarah. We'll get to that when we do, when we get to that um, section. But so um, the final line: Enter the kitchen through a curtain of smoke, and somebody says, "I don't know who said it, but somebody says go into the club." Yep, club master chef. So they are surprised by um, Grant um, Atkins. Um, which we saw him, there was another show he was in. Um, that show was so good. Do you remember what it was called? It was on Netflix. Um, yeah, it was the chef. I think was it called chef. I think so. Yeah. It was the one where they go around and they visit individual restaurants. Um, it was a good, it was a good, uh, good show and his episode of it, it was good. And it reminded me how much I like his voice. Yeah, he has a great voice. His story is pretty phenomenal, too. He's he's incredibly talented, has a ton of awards. I think he is probably the most awarded um, guest that they've had on this show. Yes. Three um, Michelin star restaurant. But if we're in Canada, it's Michelin star. That's true. <laughs> um, and he also has um, a really interesting personal story as far as um, suffering from um, mouth or mouth or throat or both cancer and like surviving that and still being able to have like um, very very great palate and just yeah. like he's so calm. I really like this guy a lot. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. Yeah, very Chicago, but in a in a not t- stereotypical Chicago way. True. Yeah. Um, so we do have a um, a plating demo from him. And um, Gordon, and they do a chocolate pumpkin pie plating demo. And I, I took this as uh, a sign of how much respect that Gordon has for him, mm-hmm. that Gordon basically was sous-chefing with him. Yeah, he and, acquiesced to him for sure. And, and mimicked what he did um, very carefully on the other side as he watched him work. Yeah. Which is amazing to me because uh, just that's such a great skill to have anyway to be able to mimic somebody doing that across the table yeah. from them. It shows how much kitchen experience uh, Gordon Ramsay has for sure. Yeah, and we failed to mention that when he um, when he's announced, the um, contestants are all in awe. They're just like, oh my goodness. You know, they're like, I think somebody even cried. Maybe Brie because she cries all the time. Um, but he also brings out treats, um, which are helium. Like they're made out of maybe gelatin and sugar balloons filled with helium and they taste like, like sour apple sour apple yeah so sour apple balloons that's kind of cool right yeah and then gordon ramsay got to say something with helium breath yeah after breathing it in it definitely seemed like joe was pretty intimidated by grant well and because usually joe's pretty uh pretty uh Ego driven, yeah, right? And I think they all wanted this guy to like him. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. As opposed to other episodes where they're kind of buddy-buddy or teasing. Yeah. There's none of that with with uh, with him. With Grant, yeah. No. So, but I did feel like um, Micah gave through a little unintended shade um, because he, he seems, he's one of the um, contestants that is the most excited about Grant being there. But he says, I've been wanting to see this since high school, which when they're plating, it was like, well, bless your heart, Micah. Like, I'm sure that's the case. But I think too, like the chef, that could be kind of shady because it, <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's... Seems- He's 19, so high school was last right, year. Right, right. That that is true. That is true. Um, and Jamie says it's like David Blaine. It's the compares it to David Blaine. So they get one hour to produce a restaurant quality dish with innovative plating. Right. Um, and then um, we kind of cut to a commercial, which we actually sat and watched because. It's a promo with Dino, who we were talking about a couple episodes ago, because I was like, well, he was a former winner, but he hasn't been back for anything. No, he doesn't seem involved. No, and Claudia, who we both love so much. And so it's a weird commercial because it's for buy um, the drink, but then they make a Mexitali dish. Mm-hmm. A Mexitali or Italic can. Yeah, and it sounds like Dino is really working on that accent. (laughs) To me, it does. Um, So anyway, you guys, if you uh, recorded this, you might want to pause and watch it because it was very odd. It was odd, and their fusion dishes were not that appealing to me. (laughs) No, I I have to agree with that. Um, And, you know, we do have some Dino, a little bit of Dino history because he was a server and maybe a host. But I think he was a server at um, one of our favorite place that we used to go to. We don't go there very much anymore, but here in Seattle. So I I don't remember him having that strong of an accent back then. So first, um, Micah um, says, um, gives us a little bit of his, his history. He says he knows his mother will always support him, but his father hasn't been as supportive. Um, and Grant is very excited. Um, Gordon asked Grant who he's excited to, to see cook and taste um, their dish, and Grant calls out Micah. Um, so he presents a coffee-in-the-morning dish um, on like a breakfast tray. Yeah. They said a bed and breakfast type tray. Yeah. Um, they, um, he, he's really happy with the feedback he gets. Grant likes his dish. Um, but I kind of struggle a little bit with like brown piles of stuff, uh, you know, presented. On a silver platter. And on a silver platter. They didn't say anything about the poop emoji, but I kind of felt like it looked like a sampler of fecal matter. Well, one of the, one of the things that they, uh, are focused on for this challenge, which, um, they didn't really describe that much, um, when they were setting it up is the idea that you are telling a personal story. They said have a narrative for the dish, but they didn't really go into the detail of you should have a story about why you're making this dish. Yeah. So his story was that his mom used to wake him up in the morning with a giant, coffee grinder, coffee maker. 
and it would rattle the whole house. Yeah. So he was kind of connecting and coffee. And he had fa- really fond memories right. of that, yeah. So coffee, m- the morning. So he was trying to draw all those things together. So I think I think for a couple of them, they, uh, they looked over some of the problems with the dish if they thought the narrative was strong yeah. enough to kind of carry it through, which I think was probably the case with him, too. And he's only, what, 19 years yeah. old, and as they we said. said. So his mom was grinding the coffee and waking him up for school last year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when but, he was in high school. But they did really like his flavors, too. Yeah. I'm telling you, he, I, you know, I'm coming around to Micah, um, but I believe, like, I still think he's a little bit of a ringer. And the if if we go off of past seasons and the way past seasons have been edited, I feel like he could um, make it to the f- final three. Sure. Because they didn't show that much of him early on. He does have a story where he was like on the getting off the bus by himself. Um, they're showing like improvement and progression. So if it ha- if it's anything like past seasons, it's kind of that formula for him. So then Noah, we show they show Noah. It kind of ticked me off because he tries to throw some shade at Aron by saying, well, I've been watching you for 15 years when you were uh, competing against Iron Chef Morimoto, but you were more handsome then and you were much thinner. And I just wanted to say, F you, Noah, and your giant coveralls. I know, his silverback gorilla-ness. Yeah, I did not like that at all. And I hated also how he's complaining about how the size of his hands make it hard for him to plate, and he's a mountain man from Georgia, because F you, Noah. Don't throw shade at my own. (laughs) Plus, you have big hands. Do you ever complain about your, like baseball mid-sized patties i have i know it does (laughs) it does i i even have some trouble sometimes with uh buttons uh because my my fingers are too big it's hard to it's hard to uh, get them through so it is really hard to manipulate your pat your mitts in a way that makes you like he makes it like i'm so masculine my hands are so no no mine's more like i'm really embarrassed because i can't I can't, I can't button, I can't my, button my cuff buttons <laughs> because they're too small for my giant fingers, and I have to ask you to button the cuff button. So, um, so I think that maybe I don't know. I hope we see a change in Noah. That's all I can say. So he makes a sour cream apple pie. The judges say it's not enough on the plate, um, but it's what it's good. Um, and then, um, he says he has tried to do, um, the less is more approach. And then he starts swearing that he had more crumble on his station and he should have put the crumble on the plate. And I was just like, I'm so over him. I know. He, and, uh, he even said like, I'm a crumble guy. <laughs> he did. Which. He did. Which is hilarious. Ugh. Um, I have more to say about him later. Oh my goodness. This Um, is going to be the the, uh, Noah's Ark episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just wish he wasn't on the Ark anymore. Oh. Yeah. So um, Sherry struggles a little bit. She decides to make a vegetarian dish. did, Did you notice her putting like chopped up little bits? I think it was shallots or shallots. 
in the aeration canister. Yeah. It well, she was making um she was making a a foam of some kind uh that was supposed to add to the flavor of her dish. Um so I think I think it was just supposed to be like a layered because it was it was vegetable tartare was what she was doing what she was saying that she was doing and that was supposed to be part of I think the texturing of the tartare. Yeah, it was a beet tartare. Yeah, so that I think was part of the texturing of it. But I, I like why would you put a solid in one of those canisters? It would get clogged. I don't know. Poor Cher. You know I love her. Um, the judges say it's visually underwhelming but tastes better than it looks. Yeah. And she's a little bummed out. Sure. Yeah. So Bree's got her hair or her um, weave, I think it's a weave, pulled back and she's ready for some serious plating because she said this is her uh, her competi- or the, her uh, she's in her element and she makes it oceanic theme um the judges like her caviar because she does that molecular gastronomy where she pours the liquid into like the olive oil and it makes the little beads which yeah. i'm not that impressed by that anymore because the little kids on like chop jr make do that so whatever I, i'm still impressed by it okay um grant liked the flavor um around says the puree is um sparse but it's the best dish she's made in the entire competition you know what she did then she cried when doesn't she cry um and she's in the top but her tears are real i do have to say her her tears are real so um, but she needs to get it together a little bit. So Sarah makes... Okay, let's talk about Sarah. Well, can I can I just say something here? Because Sarah fell into the trap of she this. She sure did. Of this, because when they first showed... Because when they cut to the pantry, they had set up a stand that looked like a garage sale. <laughs> and you of things that you could serve your food on and to make um, it innovative yeah they were like hubcaps and stop signs and one of those smile you're on camera signs pretty much it looked like they went to um uh went out to like three different big box stores and bought every flat thing that they could find yeah. or odd lots yeah yeah <laughs> they went out um and so i think that they were trying to trick people into going didn't use one of these crazy ones uh, instead of it, but really it looked like the wall in the NASCAR episode. <laughs> they, t- they took the wall down and brought it brought into it in the for kitchen. serving thing. And so uh, one of the people I'm sure went to Home Depot to buy some stuff and was like, "Look at this roller paint tray." Yeah. And she saw it and she thought, "I want that and she, the paint roller." Yeah, she saw it and she thought deconstructed pie because I have five siblings and we all help my dad paint. That's my story, my narrative. See, and when I saw the paint roller come out, I was excited because I was hoping to watch uh, Gordon Ramsay paint roll his tongue with flavor. That would be kind of cool, though. That's what I thought was going to happen. Like one of those little bitty mini paint rollers and maybe it's made out of um, an edible substance. Right. That would be kind of cool, the little miniature ones. But no, no, that's not what Sarah does. Um, She tries not to freak out, but she's totally freaking out. And then during the... So she did this deconstructed pie in the paint roller with a bunch of different sauces. Um, And they're all like in the family of red and white and off-white. So Joe says it reminds him of human remains 
a decomposing body. Yeah, Joe. Or corpse. He said Joe, Joe went all CSI. Yeah, he <laughs> he totally did. Okay, so if Joe is CSI, which one is he? CSI Miami with David Caruso or CSI Las Vegas, the original? Gosh, I don't know. He's uh, CSI Little Italy. <laughs> Maybe Dino is on his yeah. in his uh, team, but um, do you remember uh, David Caruso in his sunglasses? And we used to watch that show years ago. Years ago. Um, so they say that Sarah's flavors are good, are there, but the plating was terrible, and she she seems to agree. So then Dorian makes a lime olive oil cake. Um, and she, her narrative or her story, you're so right about the story. I wish they didn't force the contestants to have to make up a story about their dishes because they do it more than, they do it often. And sometimes it's just like, this is something I like to make or this is, this tastes good. Why does there have to be this I was emotional... looking through a good housekeeping magazine <laughs> yeah. and I saw a recipe. Yeah, right? <laughs> um so she, um, her, her parents were both ministers, and she received a bottle of olive oil that was blessed when she moved out of the home, and all her siblings also received it, which I 100% believe her story. Like, I know that happened. Um, she was very nervous, but when she, she just gets like this little round vessel and decides to like put chunks of her olive oil lime cake in it, um, she's really tickled when she finishes her plating. I don't know if you noticed, but she even jumps up a little and her hands go up. I thought it was super cute. Yep, she looked pretty. And she called herself Sweetheart. I know. I, I do like Dorian. Um, so Joa says um, it's a fantastic dessert. They like it. Grant says it's something that they would do in his re- restaurant. Um, and she's in the top three. Yeah. Which I really like that. Um, so then Jamie is very worried, and he said he's better able to make a go-kart than to do this plating competition. <laughs> he decides to make blue crab duck and deer hoe cakes. Um, and his, his story seemed very authentic as far as why he decided to do that. He also has been wanting to cook this dish since he got into the um, kitchen. Yeah, they, they somehow... Uh decided that the fog was an important part of his story because he served it on dry ice and straw. Yeah. And I understood the straw with the hunting and the, the, all of that, but I didn't understand how the dry ice fit into the story exactly. Well, I think sometimes when you get up super early in the morning to go fishing, especially, but also hunting, there's like a layer of fog and cloud that burns off later in the day. But Jamie, I want. Can will you please get me one of those baseball caps? What? what it's the, the baseball, baseball cap that looks like the USPS. We've talked about it before. Baseball cap, but his has like a little mountain on it, maybe a stream. I just want. I love his baseball cap. So Jamie, if you're listening, let me know where you got that baseball cap because it's pretty cute. <laughs> um, I thought his dish, the hoe cakes, looked delicious. Yeah, it was very well composed and uh, three easy bites. It was a hard one to share. 
for yeah. the because um, after they t- each took a taste, it looked a mess. But yeah. um, the I think if you got served that individually at a restaurant, you would really enjoy it. Yeah, Arone loves it, and Grant really liked his narrative um, because again, it, it was authentic. Yeah. Um, and Jamie is on cloud now, cloud nine. Sorry, and he says he wants to break dance on his counter when he gets back to his cooking station. So let's talk about the chemical engineer. Suba? Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, science, I, I I wrote down me in a test tube. He didn't say it, <laughs> but it kind of was. It was it was very weird plating because it was just, it was like he made um, little uh, Indian street tacos and put the yeah. sauces in vials. And that was pretty much on, the only thing that was a interesting about it like i didn't understand it was insane and then they show like all of the judges trying to assemble one kind of together and it was like how do they how are they gonna taste this do they each make one like i feel like maybe that tasting took a long time and they had to really cut, cut it down because it was weird yeah it was a lot of assembly they gave grant the one that they all made together with all their paw prints on it. He's, Grant did say, it's a little clumsy. He's such a nice guy. He's yeah. like, it's a little clumsy, but it tastes great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, um, Nick, um, Nick is under a lot of pressure, and Gordon says he thinks Nick will do well. I almost wonder if Nick reminds Gordon of his son. Maybe. Because Nick, it, it, Gordon seems to really favor Nick. Yeah. And and I think Nick is, um, Nick is very smart and thoughtful about his food in an intellectual way. Okay. He, well, he makes a lemon meringue pie with a twist. Um, and so his twist is he presents it in like a stand mixer. Um, and then when he was actually assembling it, I thought his glass bowl was going to shatter because he takes a blowtorch to it to like torch the meringue. And I was like, "Uh oh, we're going to have a sh- an accident. But fortunately for Nick, um, that didn't happen. Yeah, I, I, I have to say it is kind of a clever idea to um, eat a dessert out of a mixing bowl. Is a, uh, it's a fun idea. I know it wasn't your favorite. It wasn't my favorite because I'm also really worried about germs. So to have like, what, four grown men digging into the same bowl with a spoon. It was, the serving was way too big to, for one person. Um, it just seemed really like clumsy. To, to use uh, Grant's term, it felt clumsy. But they loved it. He was in the top three. Did it remind you of the zoo at Farrell's? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what it was. Um, they liked it so much that Nick wins the challenge. He gets immunity, but even like even bigger prize, I in my opinion, um, is he gets dinner for two at um, Grant's restaurant in Chicago, um, Elena. Nice. Which I think the waiting list is like two years long and you leave there like with a, an amazing experience, but like a thousand dollars out of your pocket. Like it's right. expensive sure. to you. So for Nick to be able to win that is pretty, pretty, it's pretty impressive. Impressive. Yeah. impressive. Yeah. And good for Grant for offering that. 
Yeah. What an experience for Nick and his dad. <laughs> um, what if Nick takes Gordon as his plus one? What if he takes Noah? Ugh. <laughs> so the elimination, the next night, the elimination challenge starts. Nick is on the balcony, but he's missing something. What's that? His Harvard sweatshirt. Oh. He feels like he's distinguished himself now. He's graduated. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, so then they, they do this silly introduction. They say the best guest ever and a true beast in the kitchen's coming for special guest star. Ends up being Marley. A giant pig. A, but can I say about Marley? You can tell Aron loves that flipping pig. He does. He called it Mamacita. <laughs> Um, Aron's getting a special place in my heart. I don't know if you can tell that or not, but, um, and Joe is not. Um, so the challenge is to make homemade sausage links, um, so encasing, um, in 60 minutes, and then they have to make a dish out of that. And then we get a demo from Aron, um, and he makes chorizo. And I'm not sure if you noticed this when he was making it, but I thought it was super cute. So when he ha- adds the ancho pepper to his um, sausage mix, he starts to get the sniffles. Um, it's and spicy. It's spicy. And later on, he's like, you almost have to over-season your sausage mix <laughs> so you can taste the flavor after it's cooked. Um, he also seemed a little nervous during his demo. Oh, I didn't see that, but I uh, but I will say he'd had my f- favorite quote of both episodes. What was that? He said, uh, "Put your personality into your sausages." <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, some of the contestants do, and some of them don't. Yeah. Uh, I well, I I'm just gonna skip ahead because it's a linked quote. Noah, when he brings his dish out, says, "This is me on a plate." A couple of them do. I think Suba says that, too. <laughs> so if you, we can talk about Noah now if you want. And their personality ch- and their sausages. F you, Noah. So Noah makes lamb and pork sausage with succotash. Um, I do have to say, to Noah's defense, th- this episode, his energy seemed much more contained. Yes. And more, he was, seemed much more mature and not all, like... Alpha silverback gorilla. Um, so hopefully he's like, I think he's got notes. I hope he's gotten notes because I also believe they're going to keep Noah around. And the reason why I think that is because you know how they have those special Master Chef Junior camps. They also do that, I think, with the regular contestants, the adult contestants, where they go and travel the country and do um, guest appearances and stuff. And I think, um, I think they want Noah to to have that have him in their stable of contestants that do um, guest appearances, um, because he I could see people, especially like you know dudes, wanting to go see him at their local Safeway or whatever. So I believe they're going to keep Noah around just for that sole purpose to get him into the finale. It, well, for the kids, I think it was the top six. Um, I don't know what the parameters are for the adults, but I definitely think he's going to do, he's going to go on the circuit. Um, the Safeway circuit. 
I don't know what, yeah, the Safeway Circuit for sure. Um, He's such a brown nose, though, because he references Joel Robichon, which is one of the best chefs. And he's, his potatoes, he's the the chef that does equal part potato to butter in his his mashed potatoes. So you're a hero. He's a hero of mine, for sure. Um, <laughs> so he's just such a brown no- brown nose, but his dish looked amazing. Yeah, did, Noah's dish looked great. It looked so good. I thought Noah's dish and Sarah, even though she did a little bit of a weird plating with her, her puree, both of their dishes looked scrumptious. Yeah. So Sarah makes wild boar, goat cheese, and mustard bratwurst. With braised cabbage, and it's based on her time in Germany when she was a secret agent with the army. Yep, and uh, good Bavarian stuff with the cabbage. I yeah. I would love to eat that. I yeah. hers hers looked the best to me. Yeah, um, Arone says tells her not to overstuff her sausage. Um, they really like her dish. What? Um, (laughs) They do say that her puree was a little weird because she had it around the plate and it looked like yellow mustard. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought I would have liked to taste hers because it sounded really good. Hers sounded great. Um, So then Suba made coriander, pork, lamb, and Indian sausage and then turns it into a korma dish. Um, (laughs) I like what they said. They said it was off-putting. The way it looked visually, yeah. yeah. Um, so his sausage also bursts during the cooking, and then he mumbles under his breath, like, sear, sear, sear. Like, he's totally in Suba land. Um, and Joe said the rice was overcooked as well. Yeah, it, it's interesting, too, because um, the in the plating department, Suba plates his dishes so you can't tell what you're eating. Yeah, they it's all like kind of brown. Yeah, and and um, it's so it it's really interesting to me that um, everybody else is really kind of getting the clue that you want everyone to know what ingredients they're yeah. eating and what it's going to taste like before they bite into it. But Suba's, as they've said many times, like they taste great. Yeah, but it is just like a you have no idea what you're going to eat when you look at it because I wouldn't have guessed looking at that 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 was sausage on rice with gravy over the top of it no it looked like cat vomit wow wow (laughs) but Suba does bring I mean he makes Cajun Indian food which we've had Cajun contestants on before we've had Indian Indian American Eastern Indian American contestants on before um but never an a mix of the two. So his food just must taste delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brie. Oh, Brie. Uh, she makes pasta, homemade pasta. And her um, flavor choice for her sausage is just garlic. Yeah. And I think she does a beurre blanc sauce or some type of butter sauce. It just seems so weird to me. And she basically did less than one sausage on top. Yeah, they kept it saying was, it's only five slices. Yeah, five slices. And and I have to say, if you have three judges, put at least a multiple of three slices on if you're going to put that few. I mean, if you put yeah. 20 slices on, no one's going to care. But if you put, it's, it would be like putting four slices on when there are three judges. It's like, just put put yeah. a multiple of the judges on Yeah, top. I do like odd numbers, though. Uh, 
So nine, you would do nine. But you just, you understand my point. Absolutely. Like once you get up to yeah. seven, like it wouldn't make any difference yeah. anyway. But it is really weird to put five slices of sausage on top of uh, noodles. Well, what Brie did do was she did shed multiple tears for each judge. She did, <laughs> and her dish was salty. <laughs> um, so Aron said it was boring and. Um, Gordon said, it's a sausage challenge, not a pasta challenge. I think she made tagliatelle or something like that. But anyway, um, let's talk about Dorian. Um, she makes a southern dish, makes some okra beans. Um, they say she's cooking smart because she also uses the same seasoning in her um, broth um, that she does in the stuffing of the, her sausage. She was concerned about the sausage, but I thought it looked great. I thought hers looked really good, too, with yeah. the beans. It looked like a nice, hearty dish. Yeah. Then they had a fake around, and Joe disagree about the toast, and they have a fake fight. Um, and then Joe, he really ticked me off because he's like, well, what you could have done was made a pate out of the sausage and then put it on the, put it on the toast. And I was like... Joe, you would have na- you would have like bitched about that because it's a sausage in a casing challenge. If she had presented a pate like Jamie kind of does, she she would have gotten dinged for that. So f you, Joe. What if she put four slices on the toast? Oh my goodness! But Dorian, love you, girl. Go go for it. You're a sweetheart. Um, so Micah, he gets the smoker out for his sausage. He makes roast, he wrote also roast portobello mushrooms. He wants to highlight his Michigan roots. And I have to say, he is such a Michigander to me. Like, cause you know, I was in North, Northwest Ohio. We could walk to Michigan and absolutely I can see like that. Micah is from Michigan, and it, it's it, and he is highlighting his Michigan roots. I just hope his dad is proud of him. <laughs> I have to say, uh, it was interesting to me is that it seemed like he took the last plating challenge, the last uh, show, too seriously, and then carried his plating over from the last show into this one, though, because it was it was unnecessarily weird, and yeah. also the narrative. It, it was like he had taken the narrative, like. Uh, Jamie's narrative from the last one yeah. and then mixed it up on a pl- like it was yeah. like the a mish- forest floor plate but it was yeah, weird. it was all yeah. a mishmash of yeah. stuff rather than just making a good dish so I think I think he's he obviously was really impressed with the what his feedback from the last one and so he thought like from now on I'm gonna be the crazy plating guy but yeah. they put a stop to that yeah he was trying though they did put a stop to it so he's trying so my prediction he will be in the finale and there will be at least one crazy plating. Yeah. Dessert. It's probably dessert. So Sherry makes green chorizo and black beans with apple salsa. Um, she. What I love about Sherry is when the judges go visit the contestants during the cook, Gordon goes and visits with her. And she like looks up because a lot of times they're so busy you know cooking they don't really engage with the the judge visiting them but she kind of stops what she's doing she takes a moment and looks at Gordon and says um it's been a it's a it's a dream to meet you 
And it's just such, I'm just so happy to have this chance to work with you. It just touched my heart. Like I'm starting to get teary, a little teary eyed thinking about it because it was just so sweet how she was just like so happy to like talk with him and have his attention. And and I thought it was interesting that Gordon called out the fact that um, uh, in addition to feeling lucky that she's there, she should also feel like she's a threat to the other contestants, yeah. and she doesn't. Yeah, because she said she um, was overweight. I'm not going to say what she said because I don't like the terminology that she used. She did um, body shaming, which... I don't like that at all for herself, but she was an overweight child and lacked confidence. Um, so I'm rooting for Sherry. I really like her. Um, Aron says her dish is a little tough to look at. Um, and Gordon said her sausage was dry, but um, Joe liked her flavors because he has a sophisticated palate. Yes. I didn't think it looked very good though. Well, no. So you you yeah. agree with Jerome? <laughs> I was just like I was like, oh, there's a little roughness yeah. on that. Yeah, I think she would agree with that. Yeah, I think she would because she. <laughs> I, I hope she gets past the self-deprecation and just like she she does lack confidence and it's a real lack of confidence. Some of them fake like a lack of confidence, which I don't like. But Sherry kind of does. I think really truly lacks confidence. So hope I hope she sticks around. Um, so Jamie, um, has a little freak out with the machine at first. Um, and I liked that they actually have, um, more professional sausage making machines at each station. Cause I think in the past they've just done the KitchenAid with the sausage attachment. Um, so they're pretty serious about this, um, challenge. Um, he makes Cajun sausage with red beans and rice, um, so we also learned that he started his own nonprofit after Hurricane Harvey and that if he wins the competition, he wants to really um, expand on his nonprofit. Which, which was interesting, too, because it's basically uh, when people need food, he goes around with red beans and rice yeah. and feeds people, which is a great because he said you'd, you'd be surprised how many people you can feed with yeah. just red beans and rice. I love Jamie. I love this man. Like, he's, he's a sweet man. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but they are concerned about the texture of his sausage um, because he runs it through the mill twice. He hasn't made sausage before. Um, it's mealy. It's mealy. They say his presentation is a mess. His sausage is terrible. And then Aron, um, he like rubs his eyes like, oh, good gracious, like during the tasting of Jamie's dish. Um, so we are we already talked about um, Noah, um, and then during the the judging when all the contestants are out there, Gordon does something that really like breaks my heart. He says um, something to the fact that effect that um, this contestant knows that they dropped the ball um, and they did not do well. Um, and so this person who, this person needs to take a step forward, the one who did the worst. I'm totally paraphrasing, not doing a good job of it. <laughs> um, but I hate this elimination. I hate it so much because... Jamie steps forward. I know. And he's gone. I love Jamie. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. I didn't want him to go, David. You know, it didn't, he 
He, uh, I, one thing I did enjoy, uh, during his goodbye was they asked him who, uh, he thought was going to win. And he said, <laughs> Suba, because if he beat me, he can beat any yeah. of these guys. <laughs> I like that too. Which Suba liked as yeah, well. Yeah, I like that too. Um, he says he's learned so much. Sorry, I don't know why I'm emotional about it. I kind of got a little, I can't turn it into Brie. I got a little teary eyed when we watched the show. Um, he says he's learned so much. The competition has changed the way he's going to cook for the rest of his life. And I kind of hope they do the a twist where they have the contestants that have been kicked off. They have to all compete to get a get back on the show because I want Jamie back. <laughs> so you want like a, what was the what's the one called for uh, Top Chef? Well, um, Elimination Kitchen or whatever. It's something called. like that. Yeah, like they, the Hidden Valley Ranch Kitchen. That's what I call it. Right. So you want them to come back and one just show up. Yeah, because I would like I would like Jamie and Noah to trade places. I want I want Jamie back. Um, so that was kind of the show. We see Stephanie Oz is there from she's on Beat Bobby Flay a lot. I think she's on a couple other shows. She's that one Doctor Oz's daughter. Mm. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I like her a lot. I'm not so sure about Doctor Oz, but. Um, the only thing I noticed from the coming attraction is that Brie has braids. She's got her weave up in a braid. All right. Brie, okay. Brie, I, I think that she's going to, uh, change her style up. Okay. Well, she did this, this time too, cause she pulled her hair back. I must say though, um, whoever is her colorist is phenomenal because her color is amazing. Um, it's hard to get that blonde hair without having brassy or yellow tone i know personally and you as my barber give me a haircut yesterday <laughs> i'm tired of uh Bree's sweater with the hole in the decollete that she's worn for the interview segment and then wore on the show today yeah i think it's a i think it might be a knockoff of the brand off-white um which is kind of a little bit more expensive brand um, they the they also make like belts and and um, clothing that looks like it's construction worker stuff, but it's you know higher end and and more expensive. But I think that's where her her shattered sh- sweater is supposed to replicate. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks. It's everybody. a tear catcher, David. It's a tear catcher. Okay. Bye. Bye.